When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, geniuses of Harmontown. Please, let's welcome to the stage the mayor of Harmontown, Mr. Dan Harmon. Thank you. Thank you. I already screwed up the music. All right. All right, it's cool. Take it easy. All right. Please welcome back Uh, guest comptroller Aaron McGathy. Hey, guys. See, they like you. They're okay with you. All right. Thanks, guys. I feel okay. Uh, Full disclosure, I had two drinks before the show, and I feel too drunk for two drinks. But I'm fine. That's that's unacceptable here. Uh, (laughs) We've explained it before. We were on a tight ship. Uh, Just don't let it uh, get us off on too many tangents, because we don't like to uh, do that. We like to focus. What Uh, are your guys' favorite drinks? (laughs) The the theme of tonight is, uh, I guess we decided in the car, because... I was trying to explain Knight Rider to, to Aaron. Uh, so I thought, maybe, maybe if we made the theme the 80s, and just, we'll just get some stuff from you guys about the 80s, and I'll try to uh, find out what she knows about them. I was, I was trying to explain Knight Rider to her, and I realized it's a... Uh, it sounds like a pretty sloppy show. I, uh, well, he was a cop that uh, he got. I think he got targeted by the mob. So they and then he got he got killed, but they erased him and changed his face and gave him a new name. Well, why did they do that? Well, I don't know. Uh, right. So know. instead of putting him in the witness protection program, they're like, mm, I think you could also just keep on being a cop. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, they wanted him face. to fight more crime. Isn't the car talk? The car has a spirit in it, right? Uh, it doesn't have a spirit in it. <laughs> It's a. It's just a very sophisticated automobile. This was a time in in in, in, in pop culture when computers were very exciting to people and magical. Like, like it was enough that it was a computer. That's what made it talk. But it had a personality. Yeah, uh, that so of William Daniels from Saint Elsewhere. Yeah, Aaron, let me ask you something. Okay. What do you know about Alf? Uh, I I saw some episodes of Alf. Um, as a I child. didn't. I remember that he was a uh, he, he he was kind of like a, a sexual puppet, and um, he he was ugh couldn't tell that guy what to do. Um, he had a lot of advice. He also always stayed on a couch. He never got up from the couch, but sometimes he got up from the couch. Stay behind the couch, probably. No, but, He's a no, puppet, but, right? So he must have stayed behind the couch. But a lot of times he was on the couch, right? Or behind, I'm just telling you oh, about my you, memory. No, I, I don't You saw it more than me. I never watched that. Right, but he was an alien, and a family took him in. And they, they, boy, did they learn a lot about who they were. Were they, were there people trying to catch him? Was there ever a danger? Because I used to watch My Favorite Martian and Mork and mm-hmm. Mindy, and there was always a... Uh, who is your favorite Martian? 
<laughs> just kidding. Sorry. Um, Ray uh, Walston. <laughs> uh, I don't. I don't remember. There's, a, just, there's usually like an FBI guy or a, somebody, a right. cop or somebody. That boy, oh boy, if we find out, oh god. Do you, because do you, in addition to being sweet, younger than you, I'm sorry. Stop everything. Adam Goldberg is getting fidgety. <laughs> I just saw him in the audience. He's sorry. he's raising his hand. No, that's normal. Stop the show when he's seizuring. <laughs> Adam, would I have a pad of paper? Whenever you have an idea, write it on the paper. Well, and we'll talk about it. The elf was constantly menaced by the government. And okay. And they landed on a cliffhanger where they caught him and they never made part two. Oh. And he fucking wanted to eat a cat. That's all. Right, right. Cats. You like cats. Yes. Call on me. All right. I'm sorry I have Asperger's. All right. Let's Couple, hear for Adam. Here's everything that Adam right. just said. Hey, Adam. According to Adam, Alf was wanted by the government and wanted to eat cats. Uh, then he said, I'm sorry I have Asperger's. <laughs> which he insists on pronouncing that way because he has Asperger's. Uh, uh, it's, it's like a tick. I, I, just wanted to, I just wanted to say, I feel like this is important. I am 12 years younger than you, but I also, because I'm a Navy kid, when I was, <laughs> when I was a kid, the, the television, did it, was anyone else a child in the Navy and grew up on Navy bases? Thank you. So, so we watched a channel called AFRTS. So you watch like a weird selection of shows. So I may have seen ALF, but I saw like three episodes of ALF. I'm sorry. Because the soldiers aren't allowed to watch current things. No, because, well, because they're they might just... incite them to be non-soldieric. Uh, they're like, like, wait a minute, who, who is the boss? <laughs> Kill the general. <laughs> <laughs> that car is talking. I mean, I can talk. <laughs> talk my way out of this war. Well, who am I fighting? <laughs> uh, I'm disappearing. Yeah. Camelot. No, they do the same thing with the juries. They like they because they have to sequester them, and they, they do the same thing in all of China. Uh, they have to you know, you have to like keep people from looking at uh, Bloomingdale's catalogs if you want to fight uh, a way of life. Uh, Alf, we have to talk. That's my impression of Alf's dad, Max Wright. Alf, are you trying to? Get chased by the government and yeah. eat cats. <laughs> I want to. I want to get serious tonight because it's a, obviously a quiet, uh, uh, either intimidated or bored crowd. I'm not um, blaming you guys. That's not what I meant. Please don't ever let me uh, slip into that. I will never abuse you just because I'm doing a shitty show. No, Dan. I, I don't think it's their. F- I, I don't think they're doing anything wrong. No, I think they're it's not. Me. I, I'm being. All right. I'm well, nervous. let her good cop it. <laughs> I'm not good copping it. I'm saying you can. You can blame me. Oh, no, I'm not. I wouldn't do that either. Uh, <laughs> you were talking about anxiety. <laughs> it's fine to have a quiet night at Hermantown. It's okay. You don't have to be uproarious. There's absolutely nothing funny happening or uh, entertaining. There's nothing. There's no, there's no one coming at me with a knife. Your heart rate can, can be down here by like sleeping. Uh, you can be relaxed like a person in a, in a commercial for a bed. It's fine. Because ultimately there is no sponsor and uh, there is nothing at stake uh, except your $10, which is now gone. <laughs> but uh, I will give you $10 worth of an experience. Well, if I have to slash my wrists up here, you won't react to it. You'll cringe and you'll, it'll make you sad. Tonight we are sponsored by humanity. That's correct. Thank you, baby. 
So uh, we're talking I, about anxiety. I want to talk about the, my, new, my newly found mental disorder. The fact that I'm losing my fucking mind. The fact that I'm falling apart. Uh, I started uh, doing this diet uh, where you eat. Uh, it's the four-hour body diet. And uh, hold for applause. Okay. <laughs> I, I, I didn't mean it. Uh, the uh, the four hour body diet in a nutshell. I didn't read the book. Erin did. She imparted it to me. You eat beans, meat, and veggies for six days a week, and then every uh, cheat day, Saturday in our case, you eat eighteen thousand cupcakes, uh, twenty pretzels, a cars, fire hydrants, whatever you want. Because uh, you're spiking your blood sugar, and then you're doing all that stuff. Certainly not doing the diet right by supplementing it with quarts of vodka. Uh, there's all kinds of variables there. Started doing the diet, lost a bunch of weight. Then, for you avid podcasties, you know that there was a point where I called an ambulance because I got so lightheaded. I had no idea what was going on. I, I had a sensation that I had never experienced before, which was just vague lightheadedness. It, I didn't faint, and I didn't, there was no pain, and I wasn't having my heart wasn't going fast. There was nothing other than it was just like cloudy. But it was so persistent and so odd, and I never experienced it before, so I was certain, well, th this, is, this means I'm dying. And I gave it, like, 45 minutes to an hour to go away, thinking, well, and drinking water, maybe it's thing, and ate a bowl of beans, like, maybe it's blood sugar because of this diet. It just keeps going. I'll lay down. I don't want to lay down because that's what dead people do. As I lay down, and then I get up. Now I'm even more lightheaded. Okay, call an ambulance. Ambulance comes over, full of all these Jake Gyllenhaals, and they 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 took my. They said you're in fine condition. I went to the doctor. Doctor took my blood. Blood came back. He said, as, as you again, as I talked about on the podcast, cholesterol's perfect. Liver's perfect. Kidneys are perfect. Blood sugar is very very low, but not in a bad way. Uh, your uh, triglycerides are high, but not in a bad way, just a sign of you being on this diet. I'm like, okay. Uh, so that, that, that didn't show anything. And they keep having these lightheaded spells. And I'm like, what the fuck is going on? Uh, and Aaron keeps going, it's probably anxiety. Probably like, I'm like, that's retarded. Stop it. I'm sorry for the retarded people that just heard me say that. Like Thank my sister. You. My sister's retarded. I get one every podcast <laughs> because of her and the sacrifices I made growing up with her. <laughs> the next thing I call retarded will be valuable and capable. So I, I, I slowly come to the... So then I had this breakthrough uh, during this uh, beach trip with my friends. I'm like, God, somebody said, well, maybe it's a vitamin D deficiency. I'm like, God damn it, that's it. I am. I, uh, they said I had a vitamin D deficiency. So I go out in the sun and I'm like, I, I'm like Birdman. I, I get power. I, 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 that's what it is. Of course, I never go out. I've got, I figured it out. I figured it out. And then a half hour later, I'm like, Ugh. And then I have a root beer and I go, no, it's blood sugar because now I feel great. I, I, it's, I, I, keep, I take some potassium. I eat a banana and I go like, no, it's Walk potassium. Down. It's potassium. Stairs. And every time I, I get on the internet and I Google whatever it is I'm doing and I go potassium deficiency and it, it pulls up the symptoms and I search for lightheadedness and I go, okay, there it is. I clinched it. I got it. And I'm like doing all these experiments on myself, trying to figure this out. And, uh, and, and basically all the experiments result in just further and further panic. Like I, I, I just keep 
like these things don't go away. So we went to San Diego, went to the San Diego Zoo. I'm walking around. She's in heaven. She's always wanted to go there. It's a bunch of fucking animals. I, 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 I love it too. But I'm preoccupied by, I just, I keep having these spells. I'm like, there it is again. Okay, I'll drink a Sprite. I think, I, I think it's blood sugar. I'm back around to that. No, now I feel better. Okay, I've noticed. Half hour after I drink a Sprite, my head clears up perfectly. But then that starts not being the case. Then that science goes out the window. Now, no matter what I do, I, I well, maybe I drank too much Sprite. Maybe I'm hyperglycemic. I, uh, uh, what, what, I don't know what's happening. And Erin, who's been saying for weeks, like, it's probably anxiety. So we're standing in line. She goes, like, Let, let's, let's go on the uh, bucket that takes you over the whole San Diego Zoo and dangles you from 5,000 feet. Uh, that'll relax you. Uh, and I'm standing in line, and it's like, I, I, this is probably not a good idea, but I, I don't want to be a pussy because God knows I've, I've, I've done nothing but uh, 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 show her uh, what a man I am so far. Uh, I, I, I want to find out now that I, uh, I, I am a uh, complete pussy. Uh, so, so I'm just kind of standing there going, this is not a good idea. I'm going to be in a bucket dangling over people. And uh, and, and, and the, we get to the front of the line and I was just like still talking about it. And like, I just, I, just, I, just, I just don't get it. It's not the Sprite. It's not the bananas. It's not the pretzels. It's not the fire hydrants. It's not the giraffes. It's like, uh, what, what, what the fuck is wrong with me? What's happening to me? And earlier that day, I'd been like in tears. There's something wrong with you and you don't know what it is. Like, I, I just, I'm spoiled rotten. Like, so... 20% of you in the audience have something like some of you have diabetes some of you have MS like, like there's, this guy, there's, a, there's a guy here that's an aneurysm survivor he's a uh, he, he came here tonight in spite of his symptoms he's like like you know the doctors are giving him horrible news and he's I, I, I'm just going like oh why am I lightheaded I'm in my life I can't do it uh, like crying in hotel rooms and then going to the zoo and going I think we need to go home we're standing in front of the line at the, at the bucket and Aaron goes Dan Dan You've eliminated every possibility. Sooner or later, you have to accept the fact that you're going to be fine. It's anxiety. No, it's not. No, it's not. It's not anxiety. I don't have anxiety. I'm at a zoo. I, everything is going fine for me. No, you've gone. You you you've spent the last six months to a year going through enormous changes that no one. Uh, you, you're the only one that hasn't acknowledged. You're the only one that hasn't accepted or acknowledged or expressed or felt any of it. You've acted completely normal while your entire life has completely changed. And it doesn't matter if you're at a zoo or eating spaghetti or drinking Sprite or dancing or drinking or, or drinking water or not drinking water. They, they're coming and going at random intervals. You're having panic attacks. And the way that they go away is when you accept the fact that you're going to be fine. And I, and I was like, I was just thinking in my head, like, this fucking bitch keeps going on. I, I, <laughs> she's just making me panic. And, and I... <laughs> And I had experimented in the past with like looking in the mirror and going, you're fine. That's stressful. <laughs> That's what Norman Bates does. You're fine. You're fine. You're a winner. You're going to get out there and take the world by storm. Get out there, Norman. Uh, but because I was in a line for a bucket that goes over a thing, and I had to just internalize it really for the first time I said it in my head. Okay. I'm going to be fucking fine. There is nothing left to do. Either I'm going to die, either I have a tumor, or I, uh, like, 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 like I'm a ghost, or uh, like, like I'm a Twilight Zone episode, somebody erased me in the past, I, I, or, or, it's, or it's a new form of pretzel I haven't narrowed down. I, 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 I can do nothing about it. I'm probably going to be fine. And then my, it, it, it vanished. My head completely cleared up. I got completely normal, like I am now. 
Uh, and then we got in the bucket and dangled over the zoo, and I was fine. I was like even more relaxed. I was like, wee, it was a bucket over the zoo. And I started crying because my girlfriend cured me of my insanity and saved me from what I thought was something that was killing me. And it, it wasn't a funny story, but it was, uh, it, was uh, it, 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 it made me like you more. Ugh. I hate, I hate inflating her head. Uh, but maybe that has something to do with it. Maybe I'm in a relationship where I'm like, ah, it's, you know, this is it. And I'm, I don't know. Maybe that's it. Maybe it's writing a CBS Wait, did sitcom. you just say that I'm causing your anxiety? No, no. My, uh, my, the idea that you're, let me put this in terms that you'll accept. Maybe you're so awesome that I'm having anxiety attacks. That right. I'm gonna. <laughs> I'm not trying to stress you out. I'm just trying to understand. I would like to, as an experiment, try to cause an anxiety attack. Because here's the other thing. Then I, I, <laughs> I, 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 then I was fine, and then I was fine. I was like, oh shit, we cured it. We cured it. Uh, and then, like today, I was in this writer's room, and I, I, and then I started having one. And then this time, I was like. I just noted on my stopwatch, like, okay, let's see how long these things last. What's going on? It lasted a half hour, and uh, and then it went, and then it was gone. And then right before the show, I went out with you. We went across the street to uh, Pikey, mm-hmm. and I had one for like an hour, like a general unease. They have they, they have different classes, like the ghost, ghosts and Ghostbusters. Like there's there's the kind that are so small, like waves that I can. They're so small that I can just jump over them. I can feel them coming, and then I just go. They're not happening, and then they go away. And then there's ones that are so big that that. Uh, me saying they're not happening and them not going away makes them bigger. And, the, and, and the, those are basically the two categories. And, and then they last anywhere from 30 minutes to an hour and a half. Right. And, uh, and so now I'm like... And then we had this argument about, well, I shouldn't be cataloging them. I'm going to the, I'm going to the doctor <laughs> tomorrow because I probably have a fucking meatball in my brain or something. No. There's like a baby no, skull. Like, like I have an have a absorbed twin... <laughs> That's like trying to get out of my brain and it just keeps moving every once in a while, like it kicks. And then I have a spell and then it like stops kicking and then I go, oh, the sprite worked. <laughs> I, I don't fucking know. I've tried not drinking, I've tried hydrating, I've tried the beans. You would have such mixed emotions if you found out that you had a really special tumor. <laughs> I know. I, well, I'm pretty psyched about having anxiety disorder, like uh, on the level of Tony Soprano. Like, I'm like, I am an interesting guy. <laughs> I'm kind of into it. I'm like, oh, do I get to be like Linus? Do I get a blanket? Uh, uh, I think that makes me pretty interesting. Oh, Maybe you add a little side order of Asperger's. I don't know. You want it so bad. Well, I, like, like I, said, I want and glasses. Why is my vision 2020? <laughs> I want sexy glasses. Well, like I said, and why is it too just... hot to wear a cool leather jacket? <laughs> like Neil Gaiman. <laughs> Oh, boy. He just dresses like Ford Prefect all day. <laughs> so lucky to be from London. Uh, when we went into the Hugo Awards, because Neil Gaiman was nominated in the same category, when we walked in, I said... And you know Dude. why? Because he grew up with the name Gaiman. <laughs> That's why he won. You're not going to beat a, sci-fi, a guy in a sci-fi contest who grew up with the name Gaiman on the playground. Aaron... What yeah, I know. I don't. I know. I'm not winning. I'm, well, uh, Jesus, I, I was gonna ask. I was gonna pull another thing. Oh yeah, so please. Where, I, I, 
If I, I'm if sorry. I, it's like milking a, pi- a, a cobra. <laughs> like, 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 if I just go, Aaron, she'll, she'll go, I know, I raped your brother. <laughs> like, like, I didn't know. It's like a tuning fork. It's so weird. I'm sorry. I, I don't know why I'm feeling so anxious. I apologize. It's, do what I do. Blame the audience. They're, they're mellow tonight. Yeah, the, 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 the audience's job is to sit and, and absorb. Their, their mood is a nuanced organic thing that no one can predict or control. They're like a gelatinous mass made of little people-shaped particles. They're just like Play-Doh or goo, you know? They can't... And the, the only thing that they respond to is total, uh, like, kind of balance between acknowledging them and ignoring them. Right. Like a guy who, who spins plates has to, like, spin his plates, and he has to... If, if he... If he if he pretended that the audience wasn't there, he'd be a shitty plate spinner. But also, if he kept asking them which plate to spin, all the plates would crash to the floor. And so they, they, they sit there like this ooze, and then the performer kind of wades into the ooze, and the, the air conditioning, and, the, and the, whatever's happened on the evening news, and whatever collection of sandwiches they've all eaten, like they all, they all yeah. add up to some random number, and right. we just accept it. Guys, I just want to ooze with you. Just I'll ooze just together. Ooze. Sometimes, ooze. It, sometimes it, the ooze is like dark and heavy, like gravy. <laughs> just like want to take a nap after Thanksgiving. Just hang out, watch a football game. This Wizard isn't this isn't me blaming you, but I think all of our talk about anxiety made me feel very uh, anxious. Yeah, that's what you always say. Every- I don't know what to do with that. That makes me more anxious. No, no, don't feel anxious. Don't feel anxious. Let's forget it. For, hey! Forget that I'm having anxiety attacks. Forget that me talking about them gives Aaron anxiety attacks. Everyone, please forget that you affect us. Uh, uh, forget you're watching a show. Get up and in an orderly fashion. Go to your cars and uh, forget that you came here. I did want to say really quick about anxiety attacks. That just because you identified it doesn't mean that it's going to end. It's good. It also doesn't like mean that I don't have cancer. Like, the symptoms could still be the same. I'm going to go in, back into the doctor and I'll go, seriously, you can't just take some blood out of a guy's arm and tell him he's fine. Right. Like, I'm, my, something's happening to me. I I'm don't want to think that you have cancer. No, you're not dying. Aaron, I'm dying. <laughs> you, are, you are in love with a dying man. It's just like how I love my mom before she died of cancer. <laughs> Maybe I want that kind of love. <laughs> Maybe I'm sick of hearing about this woman. I gave you so much. Why don't you marry her? Or let go of her and marry me. Uh, you were going to go to the bucket? I don't know. What hey, Max Hedrum, what do you think? Uh, oh, boy. Uh, we, went to, we went to my 10-year high school reunion this last weekend, and Dan was a hit. He started the whole, like, he started everyone dancing. Like, he just decided that he would start dancing, and the, uh, the band geeks from my class came up to me and were, were telling me that they all knew who Dan was and how they were telling me how cool it was, all the, all the band geeks. Could have predicted that. <laughs> Well, and that was his reaction. I thought it was really cool. I was like, damn, they, they know who you are. He's like, yeah, yeah pretty much. And I know who they are. <laughs> the, their names are Bread and Butter. 
and I have known them for my entire 20-year career. <laughs> and, I, and, and I am peaking right now. I knew that your high school class would have like five guys in it who played tuba or or uh, but I, I track team too. Like I, I, you know, I knew I knew there'd be a couple guys who'd like slip up to me at the urinal and go, "Hey, man, good job." <laughs> I'd go like, "Hey, Did thank you." you. Good job going to, to high school the... with my girlfriend. <laughs> You had guys slip up to you at the urinal? No. <laughs> and I spent, I spent like an hour there. Because hey, yeah, yeah. of my prostate. Uh, and my desperation. I, was, uh, I, I tried to take Aaron through all of the Friday the 13th movies. I just, I, what I like about trying to explain 80s things to Aaron is, is for the first time in my life having to explain them and realizing how dumb they are and like how confusing. Like I was trying to like, like go, go from Friday the 13th part one all the way to, to the end, even though they stopped numbering them and started rebooting and, and all this stuff. And it, it got very convoluted. Same with Knight Rider. Same with Phil Collins. All my, my, my whole life becomes, uh, just becomes rubble in the eyes of my 27-year-old girlfriend. No. <laughs> well, you, you like dumb shit, too. I don't care about no neutral milk hotel. Why is, there, why is there hotel neutral? It sounds stu- answer that. Stupid. Uh, can we talk about the fact that you don't know how Smurfs talk, which I found out. So I know how Smurfs talk. I called Aaron a Smurf for, I can't even remember for what reason. We were in a hotel room, but I wrote this down. Because I can't remember why I called her a Smurf. I was like, well, she was brushing her teeth, and uh, she was like, "Come on, let's go." I was like, "Hey, you sound like a Smurf." It was just, it was just a riff. But then her response was, she said, "Well, stop being Smurf lazy and Smurf brush your teeth." <laughs> That's not. Uh, I can't believe you don't know how Smurfs talk. Smurfs, all their adjectives, all their adjectives, <laughs> all their adjectives are Smurf. Okay, like, so tell me, a, you're so say a, I'm going to go park the car in Smurf ease. Okay, I'm going to go uh, Smurf park my Smurf car. <laughs> Amazing. You're I wrong. I'm going to go Smurf my Smurf. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's stupid. Yeah, well, okay. they're Smurfs. They're fucking idiots. And they're all dead now. Uh, you, you don't even... It's not an adjective? It's yeah, you can't tell what the fuck they're talking about. That's the whole point of Smurfs. Uh, they they, they real... make no Smurf when they talk. <laughs> They, 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 they lean, they, they, they ask the question, uh, uh, how strong is context? Uh, and they go over the line to the point where you're like, what are you talking about? Whoa. Honey, Our- the boss gave me a smurf today. Oh, uh, fuck you or let's get married. Uh, depending ready, on what I find out later a smurf is. Yes, exactly. That's the whole thing. A sky goes smurf, smurf brush your smurf teeth. So adorable. <laughs> I can't believe that's the extent of my power. That's what 12 years buys me. <laughs> Lording that over you. You'd, th- you'd think I'd have bigger arms or something. Or, I don't know, 12 years. Like, I should have a unicorn or something. Or, instead of just some trivial knowledge about Smurfs. Hmm. Uh, no wonder I have anxiety attacks. I- I'm feeling better. Oh, okay. Well, let's change that by playing Dungeons and Dragons! <laughs> 
All right, Spencer, you want to you uh, take your position at the Dungeon Master table? So for those of you who have never been here before and never listened before, a couple weeks ago we started playing Dungeons & Dragons on this podcast. I've since then learned that there are several podcasts that play Dungeons and & Dragons. <laughs> and that Br- Brian Posehn just launched one where that's all he's going to do. Right. And uh, I'm not going to let it stop me. Um... I, I don't think you guys are having a terrible time. You guys all seem very nice. Can we get a, give it up for Spencer, who's uh, really wonderful? Thank you. And also, uh, can you give it up for yourselves for going to a live show? That's, that's exciting. And I... that's, that counts as an accomplishment these days. That's the new yeah, thing. Uh, we were at the San Diego Zoo, and I, uh, we came up with an idea that I thought was pretty cool because I heard a baby crying, and you're walking around, you're so used to looking at animals, uh, and you're seeing these signs with animals on them. And then I heard a baby crying, and I couldn't tell where it was coming from. And I, I was like, that'd be weird if you walked around the corner and there was a cage and it just said baby. <laughs> there's just a baby in there. And then I realized, baby zoo. Like... Like, ingenious, because uh, practically no overhead, because we're overpopulated, so, and they're everywhere, but people like them. They like looking at them. Women love them, like, and the cages are cheap, because they can't go anywhere, um, and, uh, and, and then, uh, and then when, they, when they get old enough that they're not fun to look at for women, you send them to uh, an idiot zoo. <laughs> Because they haven't learned to do anything because they've just been babies in a zoo. And guys would love that. Right. Or that's what, you that's put when them you get the a... men money because it's like three stooges. You just go through, imagine going through cage after cage of like guys that were raised in captivity with no exposure to any alphabet or math. Or... And they're just like eating bricks. And like guys would be like high-fiving each other. So I, 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 you know, people call me crazy, but I, I know how to save the economy. Baby zoo. Or if you don't have money for idiot zoo, you get a giant take of water, and you drop all the babies in the water, and then you flash freeze it. You look crazy. <laughs> They'd all be in different positions, only their soft faces. Jesus. And then you'd, you'd slice it into different sections. What the fuck? And you'd ship it off to different places. Like what are you, New York, Eli Roth? Who are you? <laughs> what, what? And my parents would pay for it. What? If I'm Eli Roth. <laughs> Jeez, I'm talking about a, a beautiful baby rolling around in some grass or whatever babies like. Me too, like. man. You burn them. You use the fertilizer for a field, right? And you take people on a tour through the through the field, but you use like uh, you like baby's breath and stuff, and everyone's like, "Ha ha, I get it. <laughs> All right, I get it." <laughs> or hats. <laughs> Aaron Anastasia McGathy. How dare you? Baby zoo. Look Baby it up. Zoo. Don't look it up. There won't be anything. No, there may be something, and you might get in a lot of trouble for it, so yeah. don't look up anything. There was another thing I uh, thought I wanted to talk about. <laughs> he also had puppy zoo. And uh, cootie. Puppy zoo. Puppy well, there's, zoo. A, there's always that moment in the zoo where you, like, like you uh, any zoo you go to, you're looking at a Bengal tiger or a marmoset or a taper. And then there's like a raccoon. <laughs> and you yeah, can't right figure after- out whether you're supposed to feel bad for it or good for it. Like, 
As I, I, I remember taking a pee at the San Diego Zoo, and there was a spider on top of the urinal. And I was, I, I, I came out and I said, "Hey, Aaron, there was a spider on the urinal." And I, I, I bet he was trying to say to me, like, "Hey, how do I get in on this?" <laughs> and Aaron laughed, but ironically, and said, "That is such a dad joke." <laughs> Not to throw her under the bus, but just saying, maybe I, maybe there should be a bad girlfriend too. <laughs> unsupportive. That that raccoon is right after the polar bear exhibit. So there's this beautiful thing called the polar bear plunge, and you're seeing them underwater and like on the ice, and they're they're tearing apart things, and they're 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 talking, they're having meetings in front of you. It's amazing. And then there's a raccoon <laughs> right next to it, and you can't see him. He's hiding. Of course he's. Of course hiding. he's hiding. He's like I. Yeah, I I, oh, yeah. I I could be I right this. outside the cage and I would do nothing different. Fuck you guys. I'm cool hand luking this. I will be inside if you need me. Have you, uh, speaking of like people zoos, I'm sorry, Spencer. Uh, have you ever, have you ever worked at a haunted house? Oh, are you talking to me? I thought, you said, I'm sorry, Spencer. Have you ever worked at a haunted house? I, was, I, I thought you were insulting so him. Will... I'm sorry, Spencer, but you just look like you're really creepy. <laughs> I'm sorry, Spencer, but shouldn't you be being paid to scare people right now for the March of Dimes? Uh, has, anyone, has anyone ever volunteered or worked at a haunted house here? Clap your hands. Yeah. It's kind of like being at a zoo. You sit in one little station and all day long you do one thing like uh, jump out of a coffin or um, be afraid by a hanger or... Yeah, uh, afraid by a hanger. <laughs> the, I would say that's the mommy dearest exhibit, but there's no 40-year-olds here that would laugh at it. Uh, the... Uh, uh, God damn it. Stop being Smurf lazy and Smurf brush your teeth. <laughs> I just keep seeing that. Sorry, I got my little, my little file. Uh, and then one last thing. This is the last thing. After this, we're off-roading. Okay. Up until now, it's been a r- ruby on rails. <laughs> uh... I was just having drinks with Aaron before the show and uh, at Pikey for Aaron. across the street. <laughs> Thanks, guys. Pumped and up. We, we split a little burger patty because of our stupid diet. And then they, so they brought the check and they put two little meringues on it, which we can't eat. But Aaron took the meringues and put them in her purse and said, I'm hiding these because I don't want to hurt her feelings. That's it. I wrote it down. <laughs> Like, the waitress has a relationship with the meringues. When I was eight, I went to dinner with my mom and her childhood best friend, and her childhood best friend made steak, and, like, put it down on the table, and I took a bite of it, and I said to my mom, like, this tastes like rubber. And my mom took it and threw it in her purse, and she was like, shut up. <laughs> and I just sat there, and it was like, her best friend Denise came back in the room, and she's like, whoa, big appetite. And my mom's like, big appetite. And I was like, big appetite. <laughs> 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 and my mom had to throw away her purse. Like she had meat in her purse. <sighs> R.I.P. I'm, I'm pulling right. up a chair like Bill Cosby because the so fucking low key tonight. <laughs> Talk about a trip to the dentist for 45 minutes. I don't care. No, I'm just, it's because we're playing Dungeons and Dragons, and I'm gonna nail it. Am tonight. I playing Jeff's character? I guess we should just uh, transition. I have a little surprise for you. Okay. <laughs> just you just sit tight and let me play Dungeons and Dragons by myself. <laughs> Surprise! <laughs> Do I? I need my there. character sheet. Spencer, how are you tonight? I'm uh, I'm doing pretty good. How are you? I'm good. <laughs> good. <laughs> this is engaging podcast talk. Thank you. 
Sarcasmos. Boy. Spencer, you look very healthy. What? <laughs> that's that, yeah, what? the first time that I, that's ever been said to me. <laughs> you look spry, or your cheeks are rosy. You look healthy. Yeah. Okay. That's I'm sorry, I'm, I'm possessed like by a dying Jewish woman, I guess. I'm sorry. Well, thank you. <laughs> All right. To recap as quickly as possible, I am Sharpie Butts a lot. I am a uh, first-level wizard. I, uh, I have recently become uh, uh, friends with my uh, previous rival, uh, Quark, played by Jeff Davis. Uh, we fought a, a giant piggy bank uh, and uh, beat it. <clears throat> and uh, then we got some treasure. And now uh, I, I, I refuse, just because Jeff's not here, to uh, not play the game. So, Spencer, tell me where I am and what's going on. Well, you're still in the cave, and after putting most of your treasure away, you notice a strange wooden box. For the podcast listeners, I have this physical box. Come and take it, please. Oh, my God. <laughs> wow. <laughs> This wooden box is stained purple with engraved stars and celestial bodies on its surface. Oh my god, Spencer's proposing to Dan. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> you know, Dan, it's been great on this podcast these past few weeks. I hope this campaign never ends. I know we took it to the next level in our relationship last week with that hug. It, it meant a lot to me. Will you please level up with me forever <laughs> and become immortal? Uh, right, well, you, wait. So if I open it in real life, Spencer handed me a real box. This is Just a little like weird. Sharpie Buttslot found in his treasure. So if, if I open it in real life, I'm opening it in the game, right? Yeah, and if you open it in real life and it's a trap, you're going to die. Oh my God, someone, someone tape it. All right, well, I, I, I'm not, uh, not going to open it. Because I, I don't know if you know this about my character, but I'm a pussy. <laughs> I have a lot of anxiety. I, 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 uh, what happens if I cast Detect Magic on it? You detect a small trace of unearthly magic coming from inside the box, but inside the, box the box itself does not seem magical. All right. I examine it as much as I can for any kind of uh, mechanisms like, uh, you know, strings that lead to guns that are pointing at my face. <laughs> you look it over thoroughly and find that it doesn't appear to be trapped or mechanized in any way. I very carefully open the box. Opening the box very Opening carefully, box. you see a small stone inside. Holy I do. Shit. In real life, I do, too. <laughs> That's the beauty of it. Oh, well, I, I touched the stone in real life, but I'm not doing that in the game. You can. I mean, it's well, not going to kill you. Oh, <laughs> all right. Maybe I just Spencer, gave you Spencer, I'm there. right here. <laughs> right here. Uh, what, what, what? Inside lay a small iridescent stone. Its surface shines in many colors and its shape is confusing, full of squared spirals and tiny ridges. Yes. As you kind of like your relationship. This is, this is all a, uh, a, um, an integrated marketing campaign for uh, Spencer's girlfriend who owns a surf shop where she, <laughs> she makes shitty jewelry. Uh, go to Babette's Beads on Pacific Avenue. You find yourself enamored with this unique design, which can be ordered online. <laughs> It's called a quiggle. It's supposed to bring you luck in finance. Sorry. Grasping the stone in your hand, you feel its surface warm up and your surroundings fade to white. 
and you lose consciousness. What? The next thing you know, you're outside the trove again. The stone glows brightly, then fades to dimness. This must be the fragment of greatness that Derevon sent you for. Oh, that's right. The scryer who sent me and my friend Cork to the uh, to the trove said that there was a fragment of greatness. I found the. So I, I did I re, did you say I teleported? Yeah. When you 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 lost consciousness, and when you came to, you were outside the trove. And it wasn't anxiety. <laughs> it it might have been. All right. But I teleported, so that Sharpie doesn't happen. demons. All right, well, then I'm done with that uh, trove, so I'm, 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 I'm going back to town. All right. The road back to Thornvale is wrong, well, is long, but you are confident after finding the fragment of greatness. You see the familiar green rows of fields surrounding Thornvale, and it fills you with a sense of comfort and calm. It's true. On your left, you see a stables, and just past it, the local tavern. Now, I, I didn't come up with a tavern name. I thought the audience might want to name the tavern, maybe. All right. What's your name, sir? David. Uh, uh, what, uh, Mad Lib style. Do you, do you want to name a tavern? Take your time. I'm gonna make a drink, and we can edit out the pause. So just take your time. You're not, you're not under any pressure to be as magnificently witty and 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 quick as I have been tonight. You can, you can, you can take. Just listen to this music and think of a tavern name. Aaron, you can talk about pantyhose or something. Well, ah, uh, pantyhose. For times when you feel like your legs are a little too pale, or for when. You are dating someone who says that he likes pantyhose. <laughs> pantyhose. Uh, for ladies who want to feel like Sigourney Weaver in the 80s. But have varicose veins. Right. Pantyhose. For when you have a meeting in the morning and a burglary at night. <laughs> pantyhose. For the record, right. I wore tights and pantyhose before we dated. That's I know. important to me. I know. Yeah. I know you know. This isn't awkward at all. <laughs> yeah, it's a uh, yeah. What do you what do you think I, I liked you? Because my my because of your personality. My brain. Ugh. All right. I love you. I love you too. Thank you for taking my anxiety attack away at the San Diego Zoo. Well, I, I care about you. I want you to feel better. Oh, oh. What was your name again? <laughs> David. All right, David, what's the tavern name? Cha-Cha's Tavern. Cha-Cha's Tavern, all right. I think that's in Silver Lake, isn't it? <laughs> it's, not a, it's not a tavern in Silver Lake. It's a bar. Cha-Cha's Tavern. Cha-Cha's Tavern. The tavern is a welcoming place. It has a large lounge with polished tables and a puffy chairs and a long bar. Several humans, gnomes, elves, and halflings are mingling, and a gnome is standing on the counter pouring steins of beer from a large keg. I assume that Quark and I kind of, uh, we went into Quark's town. Quark's a bit tired out after his rage. He's yeah. not saying much. He's kind of. Oh, is he with me? Yeah, he's just hanging out. Oh, okay. Hey, Quark. He's doing a uh, show in Chicago, right? Well, why don't we get a? Why don't we get a? I'm, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna talk to the uh, tavern keep about getting a room. Do they have rooms to let at this tavern? Yeah, this tavern has an upper floor with some rooms. Yeah. All right, all right. 
So you, you head up to the to the tavern keeper. Yeah. He's this gnome standing on the counter. His name is Cha-Cha. All right. He's the bartender and the keeper of the tavern. He's a white-haired gnome with thin beard, and he says, he sees you coming up, and he's like, what'll you drink? <laughs> <laughs> I'll have a flagon of ale. A flagon of ale? That'll be three copper. Oh, all right. What a bargain at twice the price, methinks. Uh... What say you for two rooms, a tuppence or a shilling for a wainscoting? <laughs> I could part with two rooms for only three silvers. All right, here's. I assume I have three silvers. Actually, you only got gold pieces from the treasure. You don't even. I'm so sorry. Accident. They hate gold. Accident. I'm very sorry. It's an accident. Erin just put her elbow on on her soundboard iPad app. I thought it was a boing. It doesn't, it makes, it doesn't make as much. <laughs> no, I thought that was a hooray. Sorry. It's it's mixed pretty high, Nespa. Like, like, like for all right. Pardonne-moi. Uh, Here's a gold piece. Keep the change. Oh, wow. A high roll, eh? Are you an adventurer? <laughs> yes. 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 And I'm I new to Maine. <laughs> I've never been in the uh, uh, the lighthouse district. Um, uh, yes. I'm, I'm an adventurer, and uh, I'd, like to, I'd like to make sure our rooms are uh, particularly safe, so keep the change in exchange for your constant vigilance. Much obliged, sir, but have you seen this? He motions to a poster on the wall. It's a wanted poster. It says, wanted, the ember mauler. There's a picture that looks like a lion with a flaming mane and some two tails. It's made with pastel crayons. There you go. That's good. <laughs> this char the charred dismembered corpses of cats, dogs, and most recently a Thornvale mare have been found and reports of a black burnt crops have been made in the fields. 30 silver pieces for any information on this beast or 1,400 gold pieces for its head. Hmm. Interesting. Thanks for the tip. As you read the sign, you notice someone seems to be staring at you and seeing you look at the sign. Am I noticing them peripherally? You just feel the sense of being watched. I look at them. <laughs> you see a tall, thin... Is it an elf? No, it's a half-elf. Loved by all. Loved by all. Standing with a bow and a sheathed sword in the corner of the room. He seems to be interested in your looking at the poster. Hmm. All right, so for the podcast listeners, this is Aaron's character. <laughs> God damn it. Oh. Thank you, thank you, thank you. I have a sheet. Thank you. Uh, how could this go wrong? Good morrow, Sir Butzalot. You Marks know, a lot, Sharpie. You know my name. I have heard of you. Uh, you have me at a disadvantage, Mr. Uh... Sedana. More rain. <laughs> May I, I bow to you? <laughs> I can't stop you. 
Well, regard me bowing, for it is a great honor to be to witness the bow of an elf human. <laughs> bow. <laughs> I'm also a ranger. Your, your bow is so loud and... <laughs> I will I have put on my loud robes today. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Tell me what you know of this lion. I know that I just started looking at it on a sign. And that then you started staring at me. <laughs> and that now you say you know me and are bowing loudly. <laughs> that you and I are on the same page now across the board. We're all caught up. <laughs> well, I could sense your energy across the room, dear sir. I feel like you and I shall be friends forever and I shall be involved in every adventure that you have from here on out. <laughs> Interesting. Uh, well, Regard my bow. Oh, it's so cloying <laughs> and invasive. Like its owner. May I join your team? What's that? May I join your team? I recognize that you and your lover are on a long journey. All right, hold on a second. I just want to stop you there. He's a very good friend of mine. Uh, we met in the Howling Mines. It seems uh, that his face is at dick height, yes? <laughs> uh, I don't a- wish to be disrespectful, sir. <laughs> yeah. Only understanding. Can I inquire as to your specialties, what you're bringing to the table? Should we go on an adventure together? For now, I shall let you know one of, one of my special abilities. For I am full of mystery, and that makes people like me more. I am immune to sleep. Ha ha, ha let us adventure. <laughs> Do you like cookies? I also have cookies. That's not, is that, that's okay, right? You got cookies, Having yeah. cookies. Uh, yeah, I, I, I like the cut of your uh, jib. Thank you, sir. Uh, I, I, I think that I just have to make sure that you're not going to murder us in our sleep. Oh, of course not, sir. I have never been known to murder. In fact, I'm kneeling. I'm taking my hand and I'm crossing it across my chest. Sir, all of the Sedanas have been onerous since the beginning. We existed with the dinosaurs. <laughs> and the fungi and the rocks and the storms. We have always been here bringing goodness to the world and no harm has been inflicted on part, on part, by part. We haven't done anything wrong. I accept your oath. I I grew up in a family without honor and I appreciate people who have it. I, I've always dreamed of being part of a family that had some kind of uh, tether to the realm of, of, uh, of, uh, of, of, of good things. Aye, aye. We'll speak no more. Adventure! Yes. <laughs> let's, let's bound out of the tavern and into adventure while my gnome friend sleeps. If you would like to be alone with your sleeping gnome friend, hey, I understand. Listen. listen, man. You got the wrong idea about that. Like, I barely know the guy. We go on adventures together. 
Okay? And I'm not saying there'd be anything wrong with it if we were partners in that sense. I'm just saying it's not the way it is. You got the wrong idea, man. As the earth is unashamed of his rivers. (laughs) Honesty is like water. Let your water flow and be happy. (laughs) Adventure! (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, I feel like an adventure would take too long at this point. I've come a long way. uh, And we need to sleep. Fine. Well, I am immune to sleep, so uh, yeah. enjoy your sleep. I shall dance and plan and dream and sing. <laughs> Are you staying here in the tavern? Yes, I am not leaving you. <laughs> Ever. I am part of this. Ha <laughs> <laughs> ha! I should go up to Quirk's room and ask him if he's willing to uh, uh, have a... Uh, uh, Solomon uh, Goldberg, what's your name? Quite all right. Moraine Sedona. You head up the stairs to Quark's room. You open the door. Quark is trying to get to sleep, but he hasn't quite got to sleep. (laughs) He seems kind of bothered. I I nudge him gently. Uh, What? Quark, this is Solana Gomez. Just want to get the quick verification that she will be involved permanently in all our adventures forever. Well, does she have a bow? <laughs> Do I have a bow? Does the earth have dirt? Do the oceans have water? Yes, I have a bow! Adventure! Will you guys let me sleep? Yes, I know that you're metaphorically out of town <laughs> by being in bed. And your butt is full of cum. <laughs> That's, that's not true. I don't know where you got that impression. There's a, this is a, a, a giant m- mythical planet full of people traveling in all kinds of combinations. This isn't the first time two dudes have hung out together. Why do you keep... You, I, your fixation is making me think that there's shit up with you. When you're ready, you'll be ready. All right. Well, uh, then we all go to sleep for the night. Do, 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 do you have a room, Sadama Hussein? Uh, Moraine Sedona. Yes, I have my room. Uh, okay. My room is the forest. I, I uh, go. Okay, go to sleep in the woods, and uh, we'll, we'll. I am immune to sleep. Let's. For I will. So I will shit. walk the woods. It's quite all right, sir. Let's meet at six in the lobby. <laughs> all right. Yes. Okay, Spencer. Everybody. Thank Spencer. The dragon. All right. So it, it comes to this point in the show where we, and this has happened before, where we're trying to figure out how this isn't the worst harm in town ever. <laughs> like, what is it? What do we do? We're going to go for broke. We're going to do something. Um, okay. So we have to close up the show. We have to go to a, a weird, personal, revelatory, exciting, interesting place. Okay. Help me um, out. All right. Uh, weird personal for you and I. I don't know. Well, it's not going to be for any of them. I don't know them. Holy smokes. I like your shirt. <laughs> Let's get deep. All right. I like your shirt. I'll take another look at my phone, I swear. Um, We're going to remind people about Jareth Halloween. 
Everybody dresses Jareth as Halloween. Jareth from uh, the Labyrinth. Uh, did we announce it that uh, Jeff has hired a costumer for his costume? It's true. This shit is on. We were, uh, we were having a conversation about about Halloween, and yeah, Jeff hired a costumer. He told us he was going to a fitting for a television show, yeah. and then he like we were hanging out with him, and he 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 had to go several times. And I was like, well, "What is your fitting for?" And he's like, oh, "I'll tell you," because he doesn't. He's not a liar and didn't want to lie, and told us that he was getting fitted for his costume. So we gotta we gotta measure up, Jareth. Yeah. Yeah, Jared is a I'm, character. I'm very excited because that that movie meant a lot to me as a as a kid. A big deal, shaped me a lot sexually. You know what meant a lot to me is RoboCop. If I ever get the nuts up, thank you, gentlemen, ladies. If I ever get the nuts up, I'd like to make a really good RoboCop costume. And I heard they're I heard they're remaking RoboCop. They're remaking everything. I'm not gonna. I feel like I'm being baited to go. Oh, don't remake it. I don't care. Just bury me. Damn. Bury me in your remake, Pete Moss. I get what you're doing. You're telling me that you don't care if I come to the movies anymore. I get it. It's not my money that you're after. How about this? It's 18 year old people. I don't know what Total Recall is. I don't know what RoboCop is. I feel. How do you think that makes me feel, Hollywood? It's a bummer. RoboCop's a perfect movie. You don't have to, uh, like, like, fucking... As your, uh, what the hell? First of all, here's the thing. Fucking, you know what's great about RoboCop? It wasn't a goddamn remake! What the fuck? Listen to the title of the fucking movie! Do you know how dumb sounding that is? RoboCop? And the poster is a dude that fucking looks like the Tin Man. He just, that's it. He just looks like the modern version of the Tin Man. Modern, uh, 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 circa 1986, whatever it was, 87, 88, I think it was 88. What was it? You know, you're nodding your head. I saw you. Okay. <laughs> I thought it was like Ed Newmeyer's kid was here. Uh, no, there's a, a poster. Like it's a fucking guy. He's just. It's just Peter Weller encased in fucking plastic. It's a fucking dumb robot suit. And the and the poster said, "Part man, part machine, all cop." And you did RoboCop. Dumb, 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 dumb. But here's the crazy thing. Great movie. Amazing movie. And it didn't. It wasn't a revisitation of anything. So now you're revisiting it. Why? Why? Why can't? How hard can it be to make another RoboCop without calling it RoboCop? Uh, here, a speaker head. <laughs> I'm looking across the room. I see a speaker. Speaker head. I, 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 part speaker, part head. <laughs> All crossing guard. <laughs> I'm proving the theory wrong, aren't I? Can Maybe we, it's not we... that easy, but an hour? If you had an hour? Dan. Like, come on. It's a fucking unicorn octopus. Uh, a shoe hamburger. A salt uh, a, a giant. Uh, a, a ice, ice, ice monster. Uh, fucking uh, uh, meatballs nine. Wait, no, no, no. Dan, sorry. I think you should stop your naming all of Rob Schneider's uh, next ten <laughs> movies. Uh, Dan, L- we... Lumber, giant termite. Dan. Giant, we, giant, we... giant. Giant anything. Giant, we, haven't, we haven't made everything giant. Just give me a second, baby. I'm talking to friends. 
I'll be to bed in a second. Giant anything. Giant beer bottle. Giant, 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 giant piece of fucking uh, glass. Uh, uh, what about that? What about that video now about that guy that puts the mason jar up his ass, you know, uh, and it breaks in his ass, and then he pulls the broken glass out of his ass. Maybe there's a movie there. Yeah. Uh, adapt it into something. What was that guy thinking? What's he doing? Like, like, like it's a modern day Frankenstein. It's called uh, glass. Yeah, I don't know glass, but yeah, it's, it's, there's a hyphen between the L and the A. Insects, insects decide that they're at war with people. Uh, 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 the sky, the sky is a monster. The sky, <laughs> the hole in the ozone becomes a mouth. Sky is a monster. How do you run from the only thing you've ever been under? <laughs> fucking done. It'll take him 90 minutes to write it. Just it's called ma- Chicken Huge. Ma- ma- maybe it's good, maybe it's bad. Make 10 of them. One of them's gonna be good on accident. Die Hard wasn't made by geniuses. It was just it was like, just fucking stop it. Knock it off. Stop trying to figure out the system of, of, of how, to, how to guarantee your movie's gonna make money based on the variables of, well, you take Matt Damon and you put him in it and then you take this thing that is a where the wild things are. That was a hit book and then you uh you shoot it in 3d and you guarantee the overseas come on man like 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 fucking people used to wing it a little bit dan dan hates uh romantic comedies because he hates the idea of people cheating on people and he's convinced that every romantic comedy is about people cheating on people and recently dan and i got in a very very big fight because i i never asked dan to watch romantic comedies with me but I wait till he's asleep, and then I, I, I put on a romantic comedy, and I was watching uh, the five-year engagement with Alison Brie from your fucking show. I just, it wasn't a five-year engagement. No, but he, but he was, it was asleep. A, it was a two-year relationship, he, and then they broke no, up for two years, and then they got back together. Herman, like, first you of didn't all, watch the movie. I he watched woke enough up in of the it. Middle, you didn't watch any of it. He woke up in the middle, like, in a fever dream, and it was like, the fucking romantic comedies, movie industry, you cheat on somebody, get together, and, no, I want to be with somebody, and I kiss them. Like, insane. I realize I want to be with you because I kissed this person. Then we're in love. They're fucking, they make a million movies. It's, it's like, and it's like and going I, to a salt restaurant. And I, and like, I, well, it's a seasoning. Romance I, is a fucking seasoning. It's not a plot point. He, Adam, you're killing me. You're killing me. No, I, I, don't, I don't disagree with you. He hadn't watched the movie. I watched it when he was asleep. I leaned over and I was like, oh, I'm sorry, Dan. I, don't be upset. And I kissed him. He shoved me off of him. And he's like, fuck. And cheating would, and that he just associated me with the cheating and the asleep. movie. I, that's the, the, you're not you're you're not putting this. I talk in my sleep. He was asleep and I was asleep. That's not the, the, you're making everyone think I'm a weird Scarface like <laughs> character. I, he I had talk a desk in my sleep with all this cocaine and then these guns and they were his friends. I talk then, in my sleep. Will you t- tell him the thing I said? The what was the thing? The. Uh, <laughs> Uh, which thing? The, you talk in the sleep. You sleep all the time. The shittles thing. The... <laughs> oh, uh, Dan talks in the sleep all the time, and sometimes I can understand it. I write it down, and he he. It sounded like a movie pitch, <laughs> and uh, he. I, I can remember it. He said, "It's the seventies." I said, "It's the seventies." But it was. It's the seventies. Let's go. There. What was the middle part of it? They're all shooting us. Yeah, they're all shooting us. Campania. Who's gonna 
Shuttles. Uh, Shuttles. <laughs> it, like it was like a pitch. It sounds good. Was, uh, I'm developing yeah. in my sleep. It's the 70s in a world where disco is is, is the way you dance and or bullets are what you use. Sh- Shittles. <laughs> Don't make them angry. <laughs> They'll they'll Shuttles. they'll dance all over you with they'll their poop. Dance all over you. I'm just saying. You, 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 you. Here's the thing about movies. Yeah. You can just make them up as you go. Speaking of making them up, Dan and I did a an improvised uh, movie like a month ago. Could Where's we- this going? Uh, could we get a suggestion of a moody, t- a moody title? Wait, you want to do? You want to close the show with more improv movie things? Can we? Can we? Can we hash out the rom com thing? Because it, when you and I talk about it, and there's no one else around, it's seriously. I swear to God, it sounds like a bit. We, we've never fought about anything more severely. It's, Here's like, the thing. I never I'm make saying, you like, watch like, them, I don't, and you get mad at me for watching them and then tell me that it's not a big deal that I watch them. But, I, you, but I don't I ju- make you watch them. I just don't want to... You don't make me watch them, but then I go like, well, I go to the sci-fi fantasy section, and you kind of like, come on, you roll your eyes a little bit. No, I don't. The, the, the time that you're talking about was after a very big fight we had where you were in the wrong and I made a I made a bit saying like well I thought you were going to go to huh. exactly. and then it became we got a big no, thing we got in a fight about something else you went and to you the were bathroom drunk and, I, was and I started picking out a movie and I came back and you started you looked at the section I was looking in which is what I would like to call movies about things but Dan I watch, this is the thing. I watch exclusively sci-fi with you I don't make you watch anything you don't want to watch I like watching sci-fi I like watching all those things I am perfect you came back from the bathroom and you looked that I was surfing through movies that are about like time travel and spaceships and lasers and stuff and you went huh well I guess you weren't that sorry like as if I owed you because I was I, we had a fight and then we made up now I gotta watch fucking Jason Siegel and uh, 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 James Franco uh, uh, travel across the country together because I don't, this is I don't. Where we I had don't... the fight. The, the the fight started because I made a joke like, "Well, I thought you were gonna turn on some romantic comedies." And he's like, "Well, what do you want? Jason Segel's Stephen Crow?" Like, as if that's the the those are the only movies I like. I like romantic comedies. Those guys make my romantic comedies. I watch every single romantic comedy. Yeah, like yeah, but like I know they're shitty. Well, Dan, Jesus, really have I know the movies about octopus children. monsters are shitty, but they're about something. It's like there's always a guy, no matter how yeah, bad. Yeah, and I don't discourage is... you from watching them ever. You did when you came no, out of the bathroom. No, it was a fucking bit. God damn it! It was a bit. It was, it was a bit. You're a bit. <laughs> you're a human bit, and yeah. I, I, I'm telling you, man. I'm just saying. Movies about people that fall in love and then fall out of love and then fall in love again. It's like eating ketchup. They're not fucking for you. You can Don't put that ketchup them. on a movie about an octopus monster. You can have a guy invent an octopus monster while he's falling in love with someone. And you can have the octopus monster be the reason they fall out of love. And then they can fall back in love because they beat the octopus monster. It's ketchup. You're, you're, the movies that are popular, like you t- it's just fucking the mushrooms Fine. on top of the steak. Like just, you're you can't, right. If you, I'm not if you only eat those, you'll die. You like. I'm not arguing. I watch all of those movies with you. And the ancient Greeks didn't. So you're wait, wait. the most high-maintenance, difficult person on I the planet. I can't hear you right planet. now. I can't hear you because I, I have a bigger point to make. 
which is that there is we've been telling stories for for 60,000 years pulled that number out of my ass if you if guys you it doesn't matter. You can you can play as many sound effects as you want. I, we we I, we have been telling stories for for sixty thousand years. If you if you if you drew that line on a piece of paper and you illustrated the the portion of it that represented us telling stories about monsters eating people and and people beating them and people like 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 with weird shit in them, there would be like ninety percent of it. So we, we only just now invented like the idea that you can make a whole movie about a dude being not into somebody. It's fucking dumb. Who cares if you're not into her? It's not a movie. Be not into her and have a robot. <laughs> have a robot. I'm angry. I don't think you're wrong. What the about Deadly Friend? Really- His, that was like about a guy. He, he liked a girl and he, she died and then he turned her into a robot. That's pretty cool. We have to end this show. Yeah. Because it's become about a man and a woman's relationship. <laughs> so they hate it. You know, if a fucking monster came up on stage right now, like they'd be like, I'm in this for three more hours. Let me, let me see six more of them. When is that, there's no such thing as a series of romantic comedies that goes to like 12 movies. Jason Voorhees has been slashing people apart forever. It's like he's a crazy fucking guy that kills people. He does it in space. He does it in the 1800s. You know, like I, even, you, a, even you, a leprechaun Dan, can Dan. sustain a franchise Dan. longer than a fucking guy and a girl going, I don't know if I want to get married. Dan, Daniel James Harmon, I, I know before I was saying, like, look, I don't, this isn't about that, and I like those movies, and I also like the movies you're like, you like, but uh, you've convinced me. Perhaps we should not be together. Uh, you've made it very clear. Um, you like monster movies. I like blowjobs and making dinner. So I think that perhaps we should part ways. And uh, you should be with a woman that's better suited for you. All right. Thank you, everyone, I guess for coming I... to our breakup show. I guess I, that's how um, it ends. Uh, really quick, I'm always very vulnerable after relationships. And listen, this throat is super deep. Um, uh, and I'll listen to you. I, I have this problem where I just like listen to you, and I'm really interested in things. I'm like really smart and stupid. Um, so if you, if you want me to listen to you and talk to you for a while and, and blow you and love you and care about you, then I'm available. I'm also I, I'm, I know this is like this is a big bummer, but I'm not crazy um, or uh, or like emotionally dysfunctional. I don't think so. Okay. All right. So. That's, I'll be in the that's parking it. lot. And I'm on just going to go down to. I'm going to go down to my secret laboratory, and and mourn the loss of our relationship. Computer. Yes, Mr. Harmon. Continue research project. Omega Amadeus. Omega Amadeus online. Pretty fucking interesting. Meanwhile, <laughs> I, I, I'm meanwhile on the edge of in the parking seat. lot. <laughs> <Yeah>. All right. <laughs> I obey your command. 
Omega Amadeus, seek out all female life forms and annihilate them. (laughs) I am online. I am programmed to comply. Meanwhile, in the parking lot, your mother was shitty. I'll I'll be your mother. I'll be there for you. CG wall explodes. (laughs) Eliminate all women. Cars exploding. Meanwhile, in the parking lot, yes, I have one of those weird squeezing vaginas. <laughs> so embarrassing, but it just it's, it squeezes and stimulates a penis unlike any other vagina that's ever been. Car door rips off. A giant robot hand grabs your body, lifts you into the air, and Omega Amadeus looks at you with its gleaming red eye and says, uh, state your primary function. <laughs> or be exterminated. Honestly loving. Oh. (laughs) Little tiny robot dick (laughs) emerging from tiny hatch. Just put it right here. Affirmative. (laughs) (laughs) It'll be okay. (laughs) Input Acceptable. <laughs> Thank you, everyone. Yeah, see, just maybe. all right. Thank you for coming to a very special Harmontown. Thanks for coming to Harmontown. As in, as in short bus special. Uh, I'd like to thank some people: uh, Katie Levine on audio, Scott McKeever, Emily Gordon, producer of the live show, Danielle Kramer, Justin Marshall, podcast producer, Mo, on-site director, and Jenny Fox. Thank you guys so much for coming. Have a great night. Drive safely. Thank you, Aaron McGathy, for controlling. Thank you, Thank you guys. You You're a wonderful crowd. <laughs> See you next week.